Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 478. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and guess what? Oh, my God. I got everything all set up. I'm in my office. I got blog talk working. Everything's going on. I'm waiting for the show. It's like quarter after uh, seven, and I'm ready to go. Everything's fine, and I'm sitting here, and I'm kind of scrolling through Facebook, and next thing I know, I wake up, and there's a minute and 30 seconds before the show happens. Oh, my God, I haven't even phoned in yet. I had to phone in. Then I had to phone it. It had to phone me. And then I had to phone all the other guys. And I had to open up the, the podcast. And I got everything going right at time. It, I, actually, I was phoned. Charles was – I haven't even said hi to him yet. I was phoning him as, as Blog Talk Bitch was doing the, the introductions to the thing. So, anyhow, wow. It just fell asleep. Yes, honestly, I just fell asleep. Um, shit. I don't even know what to say. Um, I just opened up the mics. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, Charles, your last man in. I haven't heard from you yet. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm just that's coming it. in and, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm coming in last minute, but that's okay. Uh, at least I'm here. Oh, you, you, you got in in the right minute, not, not necessarily the last minute. You got in in the right minute. You didn't Fair miss enough. anything. Yep. The only person we didn't we didn't get anything from Chris. Has anybody heard from Chris? Is Chris still alive? I haven't heard from him for a long time. Nope. Guess you must have offended Pretty him. Scary. Fuck off! I did not. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, William. How are you? Good. It's official. What's official? It's official. You're the oldest guy on this podcast. <laughs> I've been the oldest guy on this podcast since every podcast, I think. Forever, yes. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yeah. But I don't think anybody else is going to be Hooray, hooray. Chris, Christopher yeah. turned 6-0. Wow. That's a milestone. I am. I I'm now 60 years old. Thank you very much. I guess Bringing that to everybody's attention. Is it a milestone? In what capacity? Yes, no. What was well, that? That's a milestone. It's 60 years. It's a long time to be on the planet. Yes. Not that many. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't make it to 60 years old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm is, okay. That is true. That is very true. They say they say if you make it through your 50s, you may live a little while, okay? So you've already made it through your 50s. Yeah. So nothing, yeah. But, yeah. nothing but cream and, and milk after this, man. That's it. Yeah, well, it's all borrowed time. I mean, I've been on borrowed time for a long time. I mean, I've I've legally died twice, so I'm uh, I'm pretty okay. I'm still here, so there's got to be some reason I'm here. Something's uh-huh. not finished. That's kind of my uh-huh. philosophy, anyhow. Uh huh. And yeah, well, I'm like old. I know it. So are you, Will? Uh-huh. No, I'm not. I'm we're we're the same age, bro. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 59. I'm 59, baby. So in August, 
Is it all? It's August, isn't it? We'll be talking about November. 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 Oh, jeez. November. I might as well be August. Doesn't matter. I'm a pop. Okay. Pop. Yeah, you're just a puppy. Speaking of puppies, welcome to the show, Rudy. How you doing? (laughs) Happy birthday, you old bugger! You're only three and a half uh, decades older than me. How's it going, fellas? (laughs) That's funny. You have a good week? You're so funny. It's been an interesting week. Shit's been happening weird at work and all sorts of bad things happening and trying to make it right. It's like a final show. You're trying to organize a bunch of kids. It's ridiculous. Sometimes I feel like I'm a kindergarten teacher. (laughs) Herding cats, right? Yeah, herding cats. Equipment operators, Mm -hmm. same thing. Uh-huh. They're all unique individuals. They like to sit in the cab all by themselves, close the door, and don't fuck with them. Yeah. Except when they do dumbass things. I said, level the backyard, not dig a swimming pool, you son of a bitch. So, it's kind of a bad thing this morning. I have no idea what the guy was trying to do. Okay. And I do Anyhow, too. so... um. No, no, no. Well, there was there was no. He just looked at me with this dumbass look on his face, and he goes, "What do you mean? What's the matter?" This is the guy's backyard. Why the fuck are you digging it up? He goes, well, well, I said, "No, there's yeah, no wall. Put it all back." It's really, it's really hard to get angry at stupid. You know that. Eh? I know, I know. You and the worst is, is the guy's. The guy's from Saskatchewan, so I know better. (laughs) He's lucky he didn't tag a line or something like that in the ground. Yeah, well, I knew where he was, but, yeah, I just said, you know, just don't do it. Just don't do dumb shit. Anyhow. Anything new and wonderful you guys want to talk about football, or do we just carry on? Who what knows? I did this week that was really stupid. Are you ready? What did you do this week? This? That was really I stupid. Heard it. Well, I got a I got a I got a skin tag removed. Okay? You know what a skin tag is? Yep. It was yes. ra- it was rather it was rather annoying and it was it was big and it catches on everything, so I had to remove it, but they had to put stitches in it. Wow, I didn't even big. think about it. I didn't even think about it on Tuesday. <laughs> I went to the gym, and it was leg day. <laughs> and this thing is on the back of my thigh, and I did, I did squats like I normally do, till I could hardly walk. You ripped the stitches out. You ripped them, didn't you? Walking, and as I'm walking into the dressing room, I noticed blood dripping down my leg. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yep. And, yeah, I ripped my, I ripped my stitches. So. So, there you go. So I just put a I just put a bandaid on it and kept on going and I'm fine. So stitches weren't necessary. I think it was almost closed. So anyways, it's all good now. And I just well, thought it was my I just thought it I just thought it was my normal squat pain. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So, you know, they're not supposed to put stitches in it. They're supposed to cauterize it. 
Yeah, well, this was a little big, so that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's like a puma. Anyways, let's talk about football now. Yeah, I think we can do that. Anybody else want to talk about the, some weird private things that happened to them? Nope. No. Okay. Not really. No. Okay. No. No. Me neither. BC Lions have hired Hall of Fame quarterback Henry Burris to serve as an offensive consultant following a stint in the NFL. A good hiring considering the Lions' young QB? I don't know. Lions have a very young QB situation. We understand, QB situation. We understand that. I mean, Nathan Rourke, he's, he's as, as big a rookie as it possibly can be, and he's designated the starter already. Michael Connor is uh, anything but a starter in the CFL. So, yeah, I, I, I personally, uh, they need help. No, no ifs, ands, buts about it. But is Henry Burris the best person to do this? I've never taken him much as a – a coach, you know, or you know, he always seems to be um, arrogant and self-absorbed, and uh, always—it's all about Henry. I don't know if the Henry yeah. can put that aside and 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 make it all about somebody else. And that that that's always confused me as why he would go into coaching. I mean, at least Giroy knew that it was. He was like that. He went into the management side of things. So, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a weird one for me. I'm not sure I would have I would have gone to see if I could find Travis Lule or somebody. Yeah. Okay. That's my my opinion. Uh, Charles, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, he definitely has a lot of experience, Don. Um he does not have a lot of coaching, uh, coaching. experience. Yeah, he has been down in the NFL doing some stuff. I don't know how much he's done. But obviously he wasn't doing a good enough job for them to keep him around because he ended up coming back here. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. I mean, definitely he's a guy that knows how to play quarterback. And I think it is helpful for our young quarterbacks, our young Canadian guys, O'Connor and Rourke, to have – uh, someone with a lot of experience, but was he the right guy? That's the real question. So, um, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I mean, he's not a coordinator or anything. He's not even the quarterback's coach. He's being brought in as a consultant. And from what I also read, he's not even going to be an in-person consultant. He's going to be working from his house, wherever he may be. Uh, I, I'm not sure where he lives. Uh I think it's somewhere down in the U.S., though. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is a wait-and-see one for me. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I think that's a, all, all kind of valid points there. Um, Although Rudy, I am glad that there is Rudy, a, 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 a veteran presence to talk to him. You, you got to like the fact that they're, they're, they're trying and thinking outside of the box. But Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. Rudy, so what do you think? Henry Burris, good, good pick for this? Um, yeah. Good pick for the Lions, or do you think this is kind of the uh, holy weird shit. thing? Okay, um, yeah, I uh, I think with Henry Burris, I don't think it'll hurt them having him around. I don't think it'll be, be crazy beneficial. Uh, he was obviously a fairly successful quarterback during his time in the league. Um, the one thing I do remember about Burris, I don't know if you guys do or not, there was lots of chatter, what was that, back in 2016 or maybe a little earlier than that. Apparently, when he played in Ottawa with Harris, they didn't, like, hate each other, but they didn't necessarily get along as teammates. It, like you said earlier, CJ, it was it's always about Henry kind of thing. Um, I think now that he's obviously not playing, like, yeah, I think he can be. I think he'll see things with the, the young quarterback room that can be beneficial. But I don't think if this is a move or anything that'll put them over the top. That's just my opinion. Oh, I don't think it makes any any huge difference to uh, whether or not the Lions are a, a dominant force in the league. Uh, no, I, I just don't see that happening. I, I'd like to think that they improve themselves, and uh, hell, I don't know. I'd like to think that they're going to end up in third place, but they could just as easily be in last place. I don't think that hiring Henry Burris is going to put them uh, above and beyond Winnipeg or Calgary. they got to do something else. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, William, William, what are your thoughts on this? I personally think this is the most brilliant move BC has made since hiring Wally Buono. Oh, there we go. Here it comes. I'm trying to figure. This has got to be some sort of sarcasm. No, 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 no. Okay, so first of all, let me answer a couple of things. Rudy, you need to dig into Henry Burst to find out how he was a so good. He wasn't. He was a okay quarterback. He was a fucking fabulous quarterback. Anyways, won two Grey Cups, my friend. I thought um, he was good. Had two, had two seasons over 5,000 yards passing, okay? Anyways, yeah, I think bad. Um, yeah, anyways, um, you know what? I, I think they need some experience at quarterback in the quarterback room in, in BC. I don't know, like Charles just said, he's going to work from his home. I do believe he still lives in Ottawa, Charles, because uh, the other thing you got to realize okay, wasn't is sure. – yeah, Henry Burris is also a Canadian citizen, okay? Um, now yeah. he's a Canadian citizen. He did that about five years ago. Um, you know what? They need quarterback. They need experience for the quarterbacks. Henry Burris is an experienced quarterback in the CFL. Why not? It's probably better than anything else they have on the team. Let's see what kind of a role he plays. And for those young guys, you know what? Any kind of help will be good, I'm sure. And... As far as, you know, him being arrogant and, well, most quarterbacks are arrogant, okay? They have to be if they play quarterback. Yes. It's pretty simple. It's pretty That's simple. That's true. So, and I, I think he, he, I mean, if he's a coach, yeah, he'll probably try and be the best coach he possibly can. He'll probably want to be better than everybody, but I'm sure he'll coach. You know what I mean? Pretty simple because he is too old to play. He knows that. So, I don't know if he knows that or not. I, I think he's no, always, he knows that. He knows always that. the type of he person that. that wants to throw on the pads and get out there and, and yeah, do but it. Every, you know what? Even even on Nick Lewis's podcast, he talked about he talked about coming back 
when he turned 50, okay? Like, really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Tom Brady. But no, I think, I think it's a good move for BC. It can't hurt them. Let's put it that way. I don't, yeah, I agree. I, yep. You know, I there must be, what's the connection? Let's think about this for a minute. Who's on BC's coaching staff? Campbell. Um, yeah, but what what contact did he have? Rick Campbell, was he in Calgary for a while? He must have had contact with Burr somewhere. And that's probably why he's playing there, or he's going to coach there. So. Who, Campbell? Campbell? Yeah, well, he, he was in Ottawa. He yeah, Campbell coached him in Ottawa. in Ottawa. Oh, did he? Okay, okay. Okay, there you go. There's the connection. So they hired him. There you go. Maybe, maybe, and I'm thinking maybe Trevor Harris should be the coach and Henry Burr should play. Just saying, man. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, that one completely confused me. <sighs> Quick little side note. Yes, uh, Rick Ka- Arsenal retired yesterday, I think. <laughs> or not Arsenal, um, Bowman. Adrian. Yeah, it's in the and, agenda. Andreas, Andreas Bowman. Adarius. 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 Darius, that was him. Is it in the agenda? No, it's not. I don't know. I don't see it. I saw it somewhere. I saw it somewhere. Who cares? He signed to so he could retire. I don't. As a, as a, I, you as know, an it's, it's like people on the on the uh, Facebook group. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to leave this group. You guys are a bunch of idiots. I, I'm leaving. Well, yeah. Fox see, Gold, yeah, why no, way. I don't give me their, their parting, uh, yeah. parting shot. Don't let yeah, the door hit you in the way out. You don't like it? Leave. Yeah. Bye bye. Typically, yeah. if I see someone yeah. doing that, I'll delete the I'll delete the comment because you, if you're gonna leave the group, you don't get a parting shot. <laughs> no. Goodbye. Go. Hell with you. Fuck yeah. Leave, but don't make a big deal out of it. I don't. I don't. I don't care if you take your ball home and, and don't play with it sitting no, there. No one's interested. Yeah. Okay. No, no one is interested, and certainly I'm not. Okay. So now we have a uh, new situation here, or it's not really a new situation. It's just something different. And what is it? We have breaking down the salary caps. Now I remember seeing something on this, and it who, who is this? This is a Three Down Nation article, and mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm absolutely confused. And I know that it's off season, and it, it's really a slow news period at this point in time. And I uh, understand everything about that. And Charles Bill's agendas, but why would somebody write this article? Because it doesn't matter what their salary cap issues are right now. They literally could be at twelve million dollars. All they have to do is start cutting people, and it just doesn't matter. Okay? And they could do that. Starting quarterback for the BC Lions, Nathan Rourke, is set to make $79,000. That's a bargain. I'd say that's pretty good salary management on the Lions' part. Wouldn't you think so? Absolutely. 
Considering as considering okay, he's starting a Canadian, for- considering he's a Canadian, they usually need more money. Yeah, I know. So he's he's going to schedule to make seventy nine thousand dollars. So BC is projected at spending four million eight hundred and seventy seven thousand nine hundred dollars. This that's this is three down nations is figures that they know what's going on, right? Even paying Woody Barron a whopping hundred ninety thousand dollars barely made an impact on this. So, uh, you know, they, they might have been able to do it if they'd signed Kenny Lawler, but that deal fell through. So, no, I BC Line is at, and as they have been historically through the Wally Buono era, they have always spent the least amount of money. In fact, they, they're always at fear of getting fined for paying everybody too little money. That was a Wally Bono little signature, so he would just start giving signing bonuses for next year. I um, think uh, Calgary might even spend less, to be honest. I don't think so. Uh, Montreal West are in eighth place, and they're projected as spending $4,965,110. Even after signing Trevor Harris again. Vernon Adams Jr. with a $200,000 or $190,000 signing bonus. Can you believe they gave him a $200,000 signing bonus? That's not even a salary. I I still don't think Vernon Adams is all that good a quarterback. Vernon Adams. No, Vernon Adams. He's their starter. I'm I'm only kidding. I, I think he's a backup. I don't think he's a starting quarterback in this league. Anyhow. That's kind of what it is. And what is the salary cap this year? Anyhow, let's go up here and see if it, they actually say it. I think it's five hundred, five point five million. Isn't it? Five point three, five point three million. Five point. Ah, there it is. Five point three million. Uh, I, so in. Uh, I thought it wasn't. Was that Rudy? I thought it wasn't confirmed yet what it's going to be. That's where they're expecting. Well, that's it a possibility to be. too. Yeah. We were expecting it to go up by a whole lot last time because they, they signed those ridiculous salaries to uh, uh, Michael Riley and Paul Levi Mitchell, and the, the salary cap went up like $50,000. It was a joke. And I think they really got – Lions and, and, and the Stamps got caught with their pants down on that one. Um, yeah. Currently, the sense around the league is that it will fall around $5.3 million. Yes, we do not know what it is with the CBA expiring. But there you go. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are in seventh place, projected at $5,068,880. Duke Williams at two fifty. Darnell Sankey at 110, Larry Dean at 84,000. 84,000 for Larry Dean. Uh, we don't even know if he's going to play, do we? He's still injured. Um, okay, so those are the bottom three of the nine. Okay, we're going to do this in, in tri- the trisector sort of thing. Um, anybody surprised that BC, Montreal, and Saskatchewan are the bottom three in the league for paying salary? I'm kind of surprised about Saskatchewan. I didn't think I thought they would be a little bit higher than that. Yeah, but they're being under the cap. But can't you get an apartment in Saskatchewan for fifty bucks a month? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, you can't get a hotel room because they're like double booked. Well, you, you can pay well, for you can book them, but they're just giving somebody else. The Grey Cup. 
only for three days during the Great Cup. So, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, it kind of surprised me that uh, Saskatchewan is that low, and it kind of surprised me a little bit that um, Montreal is that low. But then it doesn't really because you know they got two backup quarterbacks. Anyhow, number six, Calgary Stampeders projected spending is. Five point one four nine. Wow. Okay. So, uh, what's his name? Frugal Hugel? No. Huffnagel? Sorry. Um, yeah. Did he even did did Huffnagel even sign a single free agent? He signed a couple, not many. Yeah. He signed a couple before the actual okay. free agency day, guys that have been released. But since free agency opened, I don't think he signed. He maybe signed one or two, uh, you know, bit players, but yeah. no one major. Nope. No. No. But that's not surprising because hey. he never does that. I mean, one other thing right? you should look right? at, again, is you just mentioned it, CJ. Darnell Sankey will make $110,000 this year. He's a second-year player. He played for Calgary last year, yeah. probably made the minimum. Clive made the minimum. And Huff is not going to double somebody's salary. Sorry. doesn't matter who you are. Well, he just did. No, he didn't. Did He's he? playing for Saskatchewan now. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> he went right, to Saskatchewan, right. so. Yeah. Okay. Right so, in the middle. And the I mean, middle of the pack are yeah. the Ottawa Red Blacks, projected at 5.229. That's a bit of a surprise considering they signed fucking everybody at free agency uh, that they are actually coming in like that. But they needed a new team. Their team that they had was terrible. So I'm not surprised that they, they signed so many people, but I'm amazed that they actually kept the the spending down that low. I mean, their franchise quarterback is Jeremiah Mazzoli. Ooh, doesn't matter how many players you sign, you got to have a quarterback. And they don't have one. They don't have one. And the fourth place, the Stanley Cup runner-up last year, Hamilton Tiger Cats projected at spending five point two four eight. So they're. Fifty grand, fifty-two thousand dollars under the cap. Yeah, cup runner-up. I don't know if that's really a. Anyhow, they lost two great cups in a row, and they're. I don't think they're really spending a lot of money to try to get any better. But I don't know. Does that surprise you, Charles? Well, I mean, they're getting to the great cup, so they're obviously doing something right, and they were. Close to winning last year, but the close ain't good enough. So I, I, I would have thought Eastern they might have brought one okay. or two pieces in. Yeah, fair enough. As a Bomber fan, they should Eastern they should have won last year. Honestly, they should have won that game. Yeah, I was there, and they outplayed the they outplayed they outplayed the Bombers, but it doesn't really matter. They didn't win. Yeah, it does not matter. Okay, I'm so not, Hamilton's under the cap by 50000 That's not so bad. 
Go ahead, Rudy. What were you going to say? I'm not surprised with where Ottawa is. Uh, I'm a huge Ottawa Senators fan, and it's, it's obviously it's a different owner, but um, Ottawa has always been cheap with any sporting team. Um, we're talking about a team and an owner that lost Trevor Harris over $15,000 or something like that. Even with all those signings, I, I wasn't expecting them to be too high. Um, I actually, I thought Montreal would have been a little bit higher, to be honest. Saskatchewan's roster... Saskatchewan, I don't know what it is, but in Saskatchewan over the last two, three seasons, they haven't spent money like they used to always. But anyway, go ahead. I don't think Ottawa lost Trevor Harris over $15,000. I think Ottawa lost Trevor Harris because of the lack of respect for Marcel Desjardins. Could be. That was just that was an article I read back when they lost him. Yeah, but. I... Yeah, I don't think $15,000 made a difference. I think it had a lot more to do with a lot of different internal politics. I mean, you don't lose your your starting quarterback, your three top receivers, your head coach, for no reason. There's, yeah, there, there was something in the water in Ottawa that was, mm-hmm. that was bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, number three. With the identical, identical projection of spending is the Edmonton Elks at 5.248, so 52,000. Actually, not exact. They're, they're, they're projected at spending $300 more. I mean, that's a couple of footballs. Um, so Chris Jones really hasn't, you know, opened the wallet and and brought in a whole pile of people, even though he spent $305,000 on Teddy Waller. What the hell? And he did sign Sergio Castillo. What's that, Charles? Say that again? I I said, what did you say? Oh, yes. uh, He just, um, that's why he stopped bringing all the people in, because he's spending a bunch of money on one person this time. 300 grand on a receiver, which is unheard of. And ridiculous, I might add. I mean, but they brought in, well, Adarius uh, Bowman retired, right? Was yep. he one of the guys that he brought, they brought back that yes. had retired or hadn't played last year? And so now they brought him in, and now he's retired. So do we expect yeah. the same thing to happen to Ron Carter and Manny Arsenault? I, th- I think Carter's going to play. I don't know about Arsenault. No, Carter will play. Yeah, I really think Cardo will play CJ. I don't yep. think he's yeah, that as old. A as a D-back, he's not that old. No, he's, he's 27 or 28, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Man, man, he's put on some years. So I, I, he yes, was he has. in the Lions. <clears throat> right? He, yeah, he was I getting mean, up here shit. when he played here. I mean, he's, like Charles he's now 36 hit. years old. Just like Charles was saying about how they signed all these projects for receivers, well, now they have two instead of three, and I, I think that's—I don't think you want any more projects than that. No. FYI, Duran. FYI, Duran Carter is 30 years old. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so he's still relatively young. He's not like super yeah, over the hill or anything is. like that. He is. No, no, he's not. He's probably right in his prime. And he's had mm-hmm. two years of his body not getting beat up, but he's also had two years of fucking around doing nothing. So, 
you know, he's never struck me as a guy who has a work ethic. So, just saying. Fair enough, yeah. Well, sometimes that comes to you late, sometimes too late. You know, he may, maybe he found his work ethic. Maybe he, yeah, he, he, he got, I, because he was snug, I, he said, oh, my God, I got a smart knob. I agree with you. I mean, I remember as uh, Nick Lewis got further in his career how much of a work ethic he had. Well, and what CJ just said, um, Deron Carter said exactly what CJ or CJ said about himself uh, on the Rod Peterson show. And I mean, I obviously didn't like see his like his appearance anyway. Like he looks like he's in pretty good shape, but he was basically saying he's he's matured a lot and and like learned when to shut his mouth and whatnot. And like he, obviously we'll see if that actually happens or not. But um, and he said that every year he's been in the CFL. <laughs> Yeah, true that's enough. The, that's the true statement. That's a true statement, William. True enough. I I, I don't know. You, you know, t- it, time will tell with Deron Carter. But uh, Edmonton has definitely got some uh, interesting roster selections there. And uh, I, I, I think they did well signing Sergio Castillo. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, Manny, to me, Manny has always had... I mean, he's basically right now in where the uh, what's his name? Uh, Cinco. What's his name? S.J. Green. Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. No. Oh, Ocho Cinco. Yeah, he he was about the same age when he came up to the CFL, right? Yeah, and he did nothing. <laughs> he did nothing. He did nothing. I'm not expecting Manny to do anything spectacular. Yeah, but you other know, than, but you know what? But you know what? Manny has always been a workout freak, okay? He's oh, always in shape. Phenomenal. He's always in shape. He's a killer. Mm-hmm. What's not to say what's not to say a guy like that can't have a Nick Lewis season where he turns around, catches the ball for ten yards, catches the ball for five yards, and has a hundred passes or a hundred catches that year. You know what I mean? hundred percent. But that's not how Manny got his yards. Manny got his yards by sprinting downfield faster than yeah, anybody that, else that, and catching the ball and then getting tackled right away. That's not how Nick got his yards in the early years either, okay? so That's true. You got to hey, adjust. You got to adjust. Yeah, I was going to say, if he's smart enough, he'll adjust to that. I'm excited to see what their starting five will really look like for receivers. Like, I don't know. I, imagine if it was Arsenal, Bryant, Lawler, Darrell Walker and then some random Canadian. Yeah. It would be. be funny. It would be. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I truly believe Car- Carter was signed for, for a DB position, was he not? Did not Jones say yes, that? he was. Yeah, yeah yes, and I'm not including him in that, that uh, corpse. True. Okay. But he, I could, I could okay. see that he might at some point play receiver, too. I, I would not rule that out. Yep. Because he's played both ways before. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Chris Jones hasn't signed Deion Sanders for that team. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Tom Brady. Why not? Tom Brady signed oh, with Tampa Bay. He's got Bay, a job. Sorry. Yeah. He's yeah. A, yeah. He I, I, I still can't believe Edmonton has the the highest 
paid uh, offensive lineman, and I, I can't even remember his name to tell you the truth. That shows how good he is. I don't know about that. I mean, are you I'm sure? Because uh, Jaguar Davis is making two hundred thirty thousand with Toronto. Are they actually paying so somebody the lineman? He said. No, offensive lineman. He's, he's defensive. He 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 said defensive lineman, didn't you? No, he said offensive said defensive line. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Okay. And as much so, as I in the and as much as I like Jaguar Davis, two hundred and thirty thousand dollars for a defensive lineman is too much money. Sorry. Yeah, it's a true story. Rather okay. that than Lawler's so, contract. <laughs> <laughs> in the number two position, exceeding the salary cap, are the Toronto Argonauts at five point three thousand dollars. They're going to exceed the salary cap by over a hundred grand. No, what? No, no. Sorry, the, the projection of the salary cap is one point three. So yeah, they're going to be over the salary cap by four thousand dollars. That's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and everybody's making a big deal about it. I mean, we don't know what the salary cap's going to be, and we don't know where the Toronto Argonauts are going to be until the rosters are selected. So, why are people losing their fucking money, their their mind over money? It's ridiculous. They also released Jamel uh, Campbell, and I believe he had a yeah. in contract. Well, he was going to make two hundred grand next year, and they released him just before he was to get a $7,500 bonus. Uh, typical. No, we, if you've listened to the show at all, nobody here has a problem with releasing a player before a, a bonus is to be paid. Because if you don't want him for the next season, why would you give him a signing bonus or a playing bonus or any kind of bonus? It's not... It's not on what they've done in the past. It's what they were supposed to do in the future. And if anybody is stupid enough to put something like that in their contract because they know they're not going to get paid, okay, then they deserve it. Okay? Sorry. Yeah, that's true. You mean Enoch Mwamba? Enoch Mwamba, <laughs> Bo Levi Mitchell, any of them, okay? They don't play. The only guy who ever got away with a smart signing bonus was, uh, what's his face? Darian Durant. Darian Durant, who took Winnipeg for 70K. And he didn't have to play for it at all. Yeah. Uh, they deserve that. Yes, they did. Just just, just because. Just because. Okay, in the number one position, the team that is spending the most amount of money over the salary cap by a projected whopping $10,000 is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay? $10,000 over the salary cap. Oh, my God. Cheaters. We we don't cheat, man. No wonder they've won the Grey Cup two years in a row. (laughs) Fucking cheat. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think you guys are on there, but I'm pretty sure Charles is on that Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, chatter page, but it's getting sickening with the amount of fans who are complaining about uh, Winnipeg not signing certain players, and Kyle Walters needs to be fired for not re-signing Andrew Harris, and this and that. Some of those people are crazy. I know, and it's like... And then how not, soon we forget? How soon we forget how, where we were five years ago? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And it's like for not signing no. Castillo, no. and it's like there, there's no money left to go around. It's as simple as that. Like all the all the big name guys, uh, Jeff Coat. We were lucky we even signed um, Jefferson majorly with uh, Caleros. Huge raises. Like they got. They got their whole line back except Drew uh, Delorier who's going to the NFL. Like, what more can you ask for? Like, it's pretty hard to keep a team. To, well, you guys have talked about it before. How hard it is to keep a team together after winning the Grey Cup, and I think they've done fantastic over the last two, three years at keeping the core together. Anyway, although they're all starting to get a little bit older, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know what? You're, you win a Grey Cup. And you want to completely resign everybody because they're the best team out there, and every other team assigns somebody to make them better. Yep. At what point in time does that their better get better than your status quo? See, right, right. I haven't done it so far. Well, two years in a row. I mean, the fact that they won it two years in a row is is a rarity in the CFL. I don't think another team yep. has done it since, what, the 2009-2010 Montreal Alouettes. But yeah, they, yep, they just the beat Saskatchewan. What's the big fucking deal there? I mean, Saskatchewan's only won four Grey Cups in 125 years. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what won five a lot of count. I want to I correct you, CJ. It was five. Oh, whoops, sorry. I forgot to count to 13. Hello, Phil Miller. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he even still listens so to us when... anymore. He probably stopped by now. Yes, he, yes, he does. Yes, he does, sir. He I does. Know this for a fact. Yes, he does. Okay, Larry. We, 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 love in, right? we love Phil. He can come back on the show anytime. He just has to say that he's going to come Absolutely. in and not hang up on me. I, 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 I miss his. I, I miss his wittiness. Okay. Uh, Zach Caleros is the yep. highest-paid player in the CFL at five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Woo! That's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, and he's not arrogant. Brandon Alexander's no. Brandon <laughs> Alexander's uh, big deals worth seventy-seven thousand dollars this year. Yeah, but CJ, he's only going to play maybe three games and then playoffs if they make it. Well, he's starting the, the, the thing on the six-game injury list, so who knows? He's got right? a torn who Achilles. Who knows if he even plays it? I was going to say, with, who, who says he's with injury, I can't see him coming back earlier. He's actually coming to if Brandon. He's not back at all. Yeah. He's actually he's in Manitoba right now. He's been... Uh, rehabbing but yeah he's he had a really uh pretty serious surgery there and he's projected to if they're very lucky to be playing uh mid-august if they're lucky but it's probably not going to be till september mid-september 
yeah, not, it's not a good move. But, hey, I wouldn't even sign him right now. I would just let him sit out there. Nobody else is going to sign him. Okay, moving on. CFL's quarterback salaries for 2022. Who is too high and who is too low? Nathan Rourke is too low at 77000 This This is another money article by Three Down Nation. This one's actually got a name on Justin Dunk. Okay? Number yep. one quarterback in number one quarterback, number one player, league's highest paid player, Zach Caleros. He's got a $87,000 signing bonus, base salary of 300000 hard money, hard money at 550000 Okay? So there's no, play, there's no incentives in there. He's actually going to make $550,000 this year unless he yep. is released. Okay? That's if he's injured in game one, he still makes that money. Okay? So... Number two, the second highest paid quarterback in the CFL. Who is it? Anybody want to guess? Cody Fajardo. Cody Fajardo. Overpaid. Cody Cody Fajardo. $170,000 signing bonus, $280,000 base salary, hard money, hard money, $467,000. I honestly don't think that's too much money for a starting quarterback. Too much money for him. Maybe an established quarterback. not a starting quarterback. Yeah, I'd pay pay all that, but not him. He has not earned that yet. Sorry. No, no, he's done nothing. In fact, I really, I'm still saying Saskatchewan's coming last in the West. I, I still say that. And I mean, well, you know, we were talking about Phil Miller, and Phil Miller was talking about Cody Fajardo. And what did Phil Miller say about Cody Fajardo? Best quarterback they've any in the CFL this decade or last decade? Yeah, not so yeah, much. I don't know. Not so much. I'm not. I'm not buying that one. Third highest paid quarterback in the CFL is Jeremiah Mazzoli. With the largest signing bonus since Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell in 2019 for $200,000 signing bonus. And his base salary is only 210000 Hard money at $432,000. Oh. Okay. Yeah, agent Number there. four. Oh, 100%. 100%. And maybe Chris Jones deserves yeah. a pat in the back, too. Well, what, for bidding that one up? Yeah, absolutely. They did, if Ottawa didn't want to pay that for him, they shouldn't have paid that for it. I don't give a shit, right? I mean, I've been caught in auctions before where, you know, you just want the guy on the other side to shut up. But... It doesn't happen, so you do what you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. Number four, Bo Levi Mitchell. So he's in the he's not in the top three. He's not number two. He was the top number two in the league in highest pay. He's dropped to four. 
signing bonus of a hundred thousand dollars, base salary of two seventy for four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. He he earns a bonus of thirty-three hundred dollars each time he takes at least fifty-one percent of the offensive snaps in a game. Wow. So he's got sixty thousand dollars in playing time bonuses. What he could earn. He's, he's not bad. Hard money at four and a quarter. Depends on whether he's your starting quarterback. William, do you think that's a, a, a fair salary for Bo Levi? Um, if he plays like he did last year, he's worth about 150 k right. If he if he if he plays as well as he can, yeah, that's a pretty decent salary. You know, the scariest the scariest thing is, guys, and I know it's, it's always a bad comparison. <laughs> what is what is <laughs> what is the dude in Green Bay make playing quarterback? He's the yeah. highest paid quarterback, sixty five million dollars a season, and more and than Zach the rest Kaleris of is, more than the CFL. Zach Kolaris, Zach Kolaris is making. Five hundred and fifty, and he's the highest paid. Oh my God! I, I was saying to a guy well, today, Will. I said, imagine making fifty point one million dollars a season. Not even just in football, yeah. in any job you do, like that is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, but you know if what? You think about as an, as, if you think about it, as an average guy, making five hundred thousand dollars a year for any job is pretty good money. It's a lot of money. And it's, it's ludicrous, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of and, money. And Not most people, people don't that. make that kind of money. Most, most people. people don't no. make that kind of money. So, no. yeah, so these guys have it pretty good regardless of what league they're in. And then then $65 million a season, get the fuck out of here, okay? And he's an absolute prick, too. He's an absolute I'd, prick. I'd, I'd play two seasons in the <laughs> NFL and then I'd retire. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> who 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 are we talking about? Uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers signed a Aaron four Rogers. years. Aaron Rodgers in, in in Green Bay. Yeah, four years, yeah. two hundred million. Okay, so he was making sixty five million dollars a year. Do you know that that is ten times the entire salary of the CFL? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and let's let's to give a big shout out. Let's give a big Plus shout out million. to let's give a big shout out to David Benefield. He's a friend of ours on the show. His son yep, was at maybe. a camp over the weekend, and he intercepted an Aaron Rodgers pass. Nice. Oh boy. Oh. Good so, man. I think he's. I think he's only like 15, 16, 17 years old or something like that. So He should make $60 million a year now then. Here's to put it all in Absolutely. perspective. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> yeah. could, Aaron Rodgers could pay every single CFL player's salary and he would still be a millionaire. <laughs> he should just think buy the league. One. Aaron Rodgers could wait, have wait, the wait, league wait. in two years. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, what, what are you talking about, Charles? Play every single well, he player? Makes, yeah, because you said he makes more than the entire CFL plus $12 million. 
so he could pay every no, single CFL makes, salary. No, 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 Charles. He makes ten times everybody's salary plus twelve million. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, well there you go. He could play the entire CFL, and he would still be a millionaire. Like twelve they said. times. He could, yeah. yeah, he could pay them twelve a multi-millionaire. Times. <laughs> and still be a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number six, McLeod Bethel Thompson, with hard money of four hundred grand. I, I I don't have a problem with that one. I mean, he's, he's a starting quarterback. Wow. He's a starter. Yeah, you got to give him starting money. Yeah. yeah. He, he, they they got to be earning that because that, they're the starting quarterback. I mean, if Edmonton's going to pay three hundred and five thousand dollars for a fucking receiver, you better be paying your quarterbacks four hundred. Just just my belief here, right? And speaking of, we haven't even come to Edmonton's quarterback yet. Um, oh, sorry, we jumped right over Dane Evans. Dane Evans is making four hundred and seventeen thousand as the Hamilton Tiger Cats starting quarterback. Um, no could, real issue. With incentives, he could make another twenty, another ten, fifteen thousand dollars. He doesn't really have many incentives. McLeod Bethel Thompson coming in at four hundred grand, no signing bonus at all, base salary of two hundred and twenty-eight thousand. The rest of it, hard money up to four hundred. Uh, there is, uh, I don't see any incentives. They always got some training allowances and housing allowances that come into that. Uh, number seven. With a huge signing bonus of $190,000 is Vernon Adams Jr. making hard money of just a blonde one underneath uh, four hundred grand. $399,000 hard money. He, with incentives of another 46000 So he could make four fifty. And there's a guy that actually, Give yeah, he got his signing bonus. He probably... Probably didn't deserve it either. <laughs> no. No, I think they grossly overpaid him for what he's he is. But, you know, he's $400,000. He's their starting quarterback. But is he even going to start the season? He didn't finish the season. Uh, okay. In the Edmonton Elks, we have starting quarterback Nick Arbuckle. Signing bonus of a hundred thousand dollars, hard money of three forty. That's pretty impressive. That's realistic. That's pretty impressive it, for a guy who's played ten or eleven games in the CFL, starting. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, I really hope it's, he has a good, a good year. Money. I like Carbuckle. Yeah. Okay, in the basement, in number nine, we have Nathan <laughs> Rourke, BC Lions, Canadian starting quarterback. <laughs> no signing bonus. Base salary sixty five thousand dollars. Hard money seventy one thousand dollars. He'll earn he'll earn four hundred and sixteen dollars <laughs> per game. If he plays fifty-one percent of the offensive passes, <laughs> oh, boy. obviously, 
obviously Nathan Rourke signed an entry level contract last year, and uh, and uh, he didn't expect to be a starter this year. Right now. Yes, he is. But man, if he has a good year, is he up for a big raise or what? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's what I'm going to say. How many? Set, man. He has said How many years? Um, does uh, does the it's like don't they? Wouldn't they have to pay him this salary no matter what for another season after this season or no? Yeah, like, no, no, no. Year... <laughs> no. It's two year entry level. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. I thought it was three years, two year. but maybe not. Two years, okay. I thought it was two years. So did I. Yeah, I thought it was three. Tunde Adelike only stayed in Calgary for two years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, fair I mean, enough. He disappeared. I mean, so. that was the, the big thing with Chris Williams. That was a big thing with uh, that uh, junior guy. What's his name? Wilder? Yeah, Wilder yeah. Jr. James right. Wilder. Because they had a, a, a they had a breakout rookie year. They wanted to up their money for the second year, or they wanted to be released to go to the NFL, and uh, they didn't. They weren't going to play for fifty five thousand dollars and risk getting hurt. But the, the CBA says that you have to, um, if you modify an entry level co- contract, you have to extend it by a year. So that's why it would go to three years. And both Chris Williams and uh, Wilder didn't want to stick around for another year, so they just stuck out their, their little – well, Chris Williams went on a hissy fit and didn't play. And then flopped in the NFL. Okay, so there's your starting quarterbacks. I think the winner here is the BC Lions. I think they, they definitely got a deal on that Nathan Rourke guy. Wait a minute. They got a deal on him regardless if, he, if he's good or bad, okay? <laughs> they still got a deal. That's a hell of a deal for a starting quarterback. Oh, no question. But, I mean, the big question is, William, is he a starting quarterback? We shall That's yet see. to be decided, you know? We shall see. We shall see. You know, it's one thing, it's one thing to say that you're a starting quarterback – it's another to actually perform like one. To be determined. And now, here I ask you the question. Michael O'Connor, backup quarterback for the BC Lions, is he making more money? He's That's a, actually a good he's question. A third, he's a third or fourth year player. I would bet you he yeah, is. Yeah, he probably is. I, I think it's an $87,000 minimum contract if you've been in the league three years, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think eighty-five or something yeah, like he, that, yeah. That's yeah. actually a good point. I never so, actually <laughs> thought of that, but that's actually a good point. Holy kiss. Backup quarterbacks making more money. <laughs> Gotta love it. But it's because he's Canadian. What oh, happened? wait, the starting quarterback's Canadian, too. Yeah. I mean, quarterback position is probably the only position in the CFL where being a Canadian, you get paid less. Oh, easily. Yeah, baby. You know what I mean? Like, I mean. Yeah. 
No, you're right. Lamar Durant was the highest paid receiver because he was a Canadian. I mean, Andrew Harris was being paid the highest paid running back because, well, he was a beast, but because he was a Canadian. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow, wow, wow. Okay, so uh, who's too low? So the, the, the segment said CFL quarterback salaries for 2022 season. Who is too high and who is too low? Well, I'll tell you, Nathan Rourke is too low. I'm just throwing that out there. You're going you're gonna to send somebody in as a, your highest-paid quarterback. You better give them some, something. Give them a sleeping yep. allowance or something. I don't know. You know I'm a Ferrari. If you, I don't if care. You even give them, if you give them 100% raise, he's still the lowest-paid quarterback in the CFL. That's true. Yeah, but you can't. You can't give him that raise without extending the contract for another year. And personally, if I was him, I'd kind of wait this year out and see how well you do because you could be making four hundred grand next year. Or yeah, you if you have a big year, point. you're gonna in for a, you're gonna cash in. Give the kid a floor and a nice uh, nice hotel in BC with uh, tons of good looking playgirl woman for him to go to after. After every game he wins at home, he's young. He'd enjoy that. I don't know if his mom would agree with that. Yeah, because his mom is really relevant here. You just can't do that anymore either. It's illegal. You can't do it. No, it's just not done anymore. (laughs) No, you 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 cannot give players hookers and blow. Okay, it's just no, no, it's not allowed anymore. At one time, no problem. 1970s? Now, no, not so much. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, segment four. Randy Ambrosi discusses CFL's latest partnership with Jet, Genesis Sports. Genius? Genius. Sports. Anyhow, so before we get into this discussion on on. Randy Ambrosi, I'd like to wish him a happy birthday. It was his birthday on Tuesday, so yesterday. So, happy birthday, Randy Ambrosi. I don't know. Who's older, me or you? I think I'm older. Anyhow, if nothing, by a day. Uh, what the hell have they done? Because this this organization, the next thing I hear is these guys are are pushing for four downs. Why why did we bring them on as a partner who if they don't like the fucking game? Who are they? They got money. Yeah, and they're they're are they like um they're like a marketing I don't know exactly what they do. They do like Online marketing and so on, or uh, they 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 have to do with uh, technology and so on. That I do know. And I know they dabble they have three, four with a little bit. Yeah, they, what's that? They they have sports technology business. They have betting technology, and they have broadcast technology. Yeah, is what they're, they're they have a thing. So. Uh, they're a streaming company. So 
I'm really kind of uh, – I don't know how this is going to affect their, their relationship with TSN, nor does it, or – and is it strictly UK-based because they're out of England? Yeah, they're nearly over there. I know I know um, they deal with the NHL and the NFL, too, a little bit. Um, honestly, as long as they don't talk with them, I think they'll be a good thing um, for the league, as long as no changes or anything. I'm extremely loud into the mic, too. William, you okay there? You're making all sorts of weird yeah, Sounds like a borderline yeah, on. attack. Are you on? Yeah. Hey, uh, okay. um, Rudy, I don't even remember your name. Rudy, I promise yeah. I won't piss on your grave when I come to your funeral, okay? Ouch. What, what was that all about? I don't know. That was just me. Okay. You know me, I'm just mean Moving in general. On. Yes, you are. I'm going to have to go to and my ugly. But that's now. beside the point. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Keep on going. He's, Keep on he's going, fucking, 60-year-old guy. He's fucking millennials. Hurry the fuck up, 60-year-old guy. Come on now. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I have the mute button. Um, Sports technology. Yeah, gambling site. CFL has made no secret about its excitement that Canada has legalized single-game betting, but they really don't have any way of doing it. So this is a good partnership to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if these guys are pushing for a four-down football, fuck off already. I don't care who you are. I mean, seriously, is this a partnership? Is this, or is this somebody's sponsorship? Are these guys coming to the table with money? Um, what's the deal? What's the? I, I I didn't see anything collaboration in between there or whatever else. This is just a I, I, shake hands thing. Usually, if it's significant money, they announce it, and they haven't announced it. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's anything awesome. Well, but Randy Orbrosi was the one that was talking about this, so I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, but he brought in the global player shit, and that didn't generate any money, or it wasn't good for the league. In fact, it crossed the lines of playoff position. Just a little mm-hmm. bummed about that. Um, okay, so. Speaking of Lions, let's move on to this one. Um, the Lions owner, Ann Amar Doman, Amar. has been on the job for just over Amar, just over a half a year, and he's ready to start pushing his weight around. What, what's he pushing his weight around? What did he do? And I don't care if you've been on the job for only six months or six years or six decades. You, you have the same equal right at the table as any of the other eight owners. They're paying the same money. You, you own a football team. Yeah, I don't know. So you, yeah, it's uh, weird. He, I, you, I you have the right and. to share your opinion. But I guess there's always this thing when you're going on to a board of governors full of, full of uh, you know, guys that have been around for a while and you're the new kid on the block. Sometimes if you're a little too aggressive, the guys that have been there a while get a little, I guess, antsy about it. But, okay, 
think about this one for a second. Who at the table is a longtime owner? You got your three Bob community Young. teams, so they the don't care- count. Bob Young. Bob Young. Bob Young. The caretaker. But he's not an aggressive person. No. No, he's not. So, you know, you got the two guys, two, the steel guys in, uh, in Montreal, the, 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 what's his name and his, his father-in-law. Stel, Stelman uh, and, and I you, But yeah, they're, they're probably the most talkative yeah. out of anyone, honestly. And, and you know what? I don't think that they're going to argue with anything that Stelman has to put on the table because they're both aggressive in this, of trying to create something happening in the league. I mean, they, they were probably the, the most aggressive owners after that. You got the guys in Ottawa, and they're not shy in, in trying to uh, try something new and different. And then you got, you got the MLSE in Toronto. Yeah, they can disagree. And then you've got uh, the, the, the Calgary St. Peters. So... I don't know. It, it would be a whole different ball game if there was a David Braley in there. You know, if if, if Doman had bought the Stampeders as an example, and David Braley was still in there, then yeah, you're coming. You're a little bit too early to get aggressive because this guy's just going to slap you around. But he's gone, and I don't think that the league really has a uh, dominant entity at this point in time. And that's yeah, probably MLS a good thing. Scares me. MLSE scares me because it was reported that them and Montreal were the only two teams that didn't want a season last year, and everyone else did. And it's no secret they're the richest, if not one of the richest CFL um, or sorry, sports franchises in all of North America, let alone Canada. And some people say they own the Argos as just a tax rate off, but like, I don't know. Part of me thinks they just want to destroy I that thing. That. They want an NFL team, right? Well, the thing is, even if they, that were true and they destroyed the Argos, I don't think that helps them get an NFL team. Why? What difference does it make? No, and you're you're 100% right, Charles. Like, th- there was already topics on that with NFL. They they even said they said we're not even going to look at Toronto so they and, until they can prove to consistently get more than ten, fifteen thousand fans in a stadium. Right. So I, I don't know. I, to to me, throwing bucketfuls of money at the Argos, making them the best franchise in the CFL, would be more conducive to getting an NFL team. Obviously, yeah, yeah, and 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 they do spend money. They just they don't. Unfortunately, they like they have some passionate fans. They just they don't have they don't have a lot of them. And I mean, eventually that needs to change. But uh, not not to get into the whole Argos conversation. But I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. Things may change. Things may change. I'd like to see them that way. But Amar Doman. I, I like what's happening in BC. I like the direction that's going to come. And if he's bringing ideas to the board of governors table, to me, it can't be a bad thing. The more, the better. It, 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 he's young. 
He's uh, progressive. He's inventive. Um, I mean, he is young. He's like 46 years old or something. Uh, he's not a billionaire like Bob Young or, or the boys in Montreal. But he's not doing bad for himself. I think his net worth is around $600 million, isn't it, Charles? Yeah, yeah, I think that's about what they had said in the in the uh, reports when he bought the Lions. So he he's got lots of money. Yeah, I, I really think yeah, Dol- not- Dol- Dolman and uh, the fella in Edmonton, I think, is an absolute blessing for this league. Like, not even just mm-hmm. for you guys, for Victor Q. Victor Q. Yeah, like I really think like guys. These two guys are going to be a big part in the survival of this league long term. Yeah, I and even just, well, they're, cu- they're, they're creating a buzz in their community. How is that possibly a bad thing? Well, it's a fantastic mm-hmm. thing. Exactly. Uh, I don't even live there, so I, I can't say for sure. You, you and Charles can speak more to it, but... From what I've seen in the media, I've heard online uh, for the first time in tons of years. Apparently, the Lions are actually being talked about in uh, in Vancouver in Vancouver yep. in the off season. That's that's true. There's nothing you wrong with that at all. It's, that. A, it's a great thing. Yep. Rudy, that's what the Lions are actually being of. talked about. They, they're not even talked about during the season. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got they struggle for press then. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a wonderful thing. So you know, I mm-hmm. uh, more the better. Lamar, you want to throw your weight around? Go for it, buddy. It's not too early. Get out there, kick some ass, take some names, see what you can do. Yeah, right. Don't take this the wrong what? way, guys. But it's about time BC had a direction. Just saying. That is oh, true. I agree. I'm not going to take that the wrong been way. That makes sense. for a number of years. I can't argue with that. No, right. not I'm at not all. offended by it. I'm actually well, what's a, wants to get a, a guy wants to get aggressive to improve their product. More power, more power to you, man. It all yeah. started. Signing um, up. Um, yeah. Do you, do you it think all started when. Um, Go ahead. I was just saying, it all started when when Bobby Ackles passed away. That's when the direction of the league start, or the Lions started to decline. Now, it wasn't all at once. It was slow, uh, but it just kind of kept spiraling downhill. So it's yeah, nice to see 100%. someone there that wants to kind of turn it around. Yeah, and it's, I don't um, know, for me as a young fan, like, it's hard to, I'm not going to talk bad about him like he passed away, but like, and don't get me wrong, he saved the CFL multiple times, absolutely bailed them out. I just, I, David Braley didn't, he didn't do anything to get to young fans to like, I don't know, I just, I don't find he did anything. Like, yeah, he, 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 well, he didn't do anything, he kept the teams afloat, but like, guys like Dolman. He opened his wallet. Yeah, like, guys like Dolman and, uh, and the, the new fellow there, uh, Q or whatever, in Edmonton, like, they're actually, like, frick, the guy in Edmonton, he, he'll talk to a fan who, who's got 50 followers on Twitter. Like, he's talking to everyone. He wants to know what the fans want. Well, I, you know, I've met David Braley. I sat down at the table and talked to him for 45 minutes about football. Okay? Yeah. 
we were at at a BC Lions event and at BC Place, and everybody was off talking to all the football players. And Khalif Mitchell was probably the most popular one there. And every everybody was going out. This was right after the BC Lions introduced the new uniform, and we we had this you know the, the uh, gunmetal gray uniform, and I bought one there and. David Braley was sitting all by himself over in this table. And I walked over to him and I started talking to him and he, he, he offered me a chair. He said, Hey, sit down. And we sat down. I sat down and talked to him, nothing about, but football. And he talked to me as an equal. And then right after his death, everybody talks about his arrogant ass and, and how he all you know, wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he was the most important person in the room and, that he had the most amount of money and yada, yada, yada. And I just didn't see that from him. I mean, he literally just sat there and we reminisced about uh, the CFL going back into the 70s. And it was just a great conversation that I had with him. And I got a picture and everything else. And it was, it was a great time for me. It was a, you know, I, I, it meant something to me. And, uh, I was sad when he he left, but then, you know, all this news came out about him being an asshole and I just didn't see it. You know, he just, he didn't show that to me. Um, and he, he was very passionate about the CFL, very passionate about the CFL to say that he didn't do anything for the league or he wasn't good for the league is, is, is just not true. No, he, he loved the league. Uh, he loved it. It's wrong. It's he wrong. He loved the league. Right. And, uh, it, was he an old man stuck in his ways? Yes. Absolutely. That, yeah, that's he, the word I'm looking for, he, CJ. Like, he, he saved the league multiple times, but he, I guess, I don't know, it's, I don't like talking. Like, I think he was a good thing for the league. He, he he wasn't innovative enough for the new generation of football or fans or whatever, basically. The only way that I can look at it is he treated the CFL as his own personal little toy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and fair. It really didn't matter if you didn't like it because he did. But and again, I don't know him either. But Bob Young, I feel like he's kind of a similar way. Like he's not going to argue much. He he's loaded. He's just going to open his wallet, pay the bills, and and let his football operations take care of things. He gets the bill and he pays it. <laughs> yep. But he's also the type of person that's not going to override somebody. No, no. Right. And I, I think that was the problem with David Braley in BC is that you couldn't make a decision without asking Braley. Well, that's the problem I, the Ottawa senators are having I, right now. <laughs> I, and, I, I, and, you know, for all, everything that's been said is um, Randy Ambrosi talk to David Braley two or three times every single fucking day. It just seemed like he couldn't do anything in the league without being approved by Braley. So, it, 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 I'm sad that he's you know, gone, I did, but I'm also kind of happy. And, yeah. and it's hard the to say can, if that's even wrong be or not, because um, like Braley was putting so much damn money into the league, obviously he deserves some sort of say. Anyway, sorry, Charles, go ahead. No, I, I I was just going to say that I wouldn't fault Randy Ambrosi for doing that either, uh, because why would you? He was one of the most, probably the longest term owner in the league. Why would you not talk to a guy that has that much experience in the league? 
Yep. So, so yeah. I have a question. I have a question for Rudy. Okay, and I, I'm pretty sure I know what Christopher thinks and what Charles thinks. I could be wrong, so you can put your two cents in as well. Okay, go so ahead. So, Rudy, I will. What do you What do you want to make the league more attractive to you? What should they be doing? Well, for, for me, it doesn't matter. But like for other guys that are like my some of the friends I have that won't watch the CFL or they'll watch a game or two, but just watch the NFL. Um, I, I really like what they are doing now, Will. Like, obviously, you boys are always going to watch and love the league. Um, I'm younger, but I'm, like, the same way now. But I, I see what younger people want. So the people are just arrogant about the whole the whole salary thing. So what, so, we, so what do they want? What do they want, Rudy? Okay, so, so betting. Betting's a big one. They're starting to establish that. Another one is, and Winnipeg does a fantastic job at it, all, the, all these teams need to do more tailgate stuff. Um, doing things like collaborating, with, doing things like collaborating with the university teams, uh, that'll help a lot. And then, other than that, will just just better um, better schedules. Like CJ always says, uh, like we need more of these like Friday or Saturday games, not like a a Sunday night at three o'clock. I'm sorry, but a, a 18, 20 year old's not going to go unless his parents are taking them or something. St- stuff along those lines. It's not even things that are that are that big. And then um, when we were talking earlier, like just more more coverage in the off season, free agent frenzies, keep, keep the league relevant, just little shit like that kind of thing. That, that's my opinion anyway, and that's what I hear a lot of younger fans kind of complain about. But the ones who complain about salaries and stuff, you're never going to attract them anyway, so you don't have to worry about that. But I really do think that would uh, that would help with getting more more younger fans um, attracted. Also, it needs to be to be bred into the, like in Saskatchewan, like you're born and you, you're, they're slapping a rider jersey on you right out of the womb. Like, I'm not saying not every team is going to be like that, but there's just, there's a lot of different things like that, that, that the league could, could do better. And from what 12, I see with these newer owners, abuse. starting to do that. Yes, it's child abuse. Um, they have rider <laughs> diapers for both young and old. Um, Like, I honestly think that the number one thing that's hurting the league right now is the Canadian content rule. That too, yes, that's another thing. And, and even in this it's, article it's, that it's you people you say up, that it's not, we're not, we're not giving them the best possible football that's available. Yeah, that's the problem. And I, and I, I uh, it's not think, second I, rate because it's less than the, the NFL. It's second rate because it's not as good as the CFL could be. That's my belief. And I still think it's a fantastic product. Like, I've seen a lot of CFL games that are far more entertaining than NFL games. I've seen some NFL games that are that are better than CFL games. But I, me personally, I, I like the three-down game better. I always have. I, I don't think it's fair to compare them. No, they are a lot different. Probably isn't, no. Too many people do I, that, I just, too. But that's I, the yeah. problem with it, young it, people, it, too, Charles. So is, many young people. call it football. Yep. Yeah. But I don't know. I hope the league's around for years. I really do, because I, I don't think you guys will have anything to worry about. Maybe, well, maybe Charles, but uh, 
Yeah, I uh, I hope when I'm 50, 60 years old, if I make it to that, I hope I can still watch CFL games. You just called us old again, Christopher. Uh, and I, I mean know, that with I all due respect. I hope you guys both live another 40 years each. He called me young, so I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Charles is in his 40s, okay? I'm young. You're in your prime, Charles. That's right. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, ow. My body hurts. I'm still, I'm still waiting okay. to hit my prime. But, no, I, I just want to counter that quickly. Like, <laughs> would you agree at all with what I say, Will, or do you have a different perspective? Like, I know you're just a flat-out football fan, and I respect that, but... Well, no, and that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm a flat-out, I'm a, I'm a 100% purist. All I want to know about is the is the is the the game on the field. I don't care if there's beer. I don't care if there's fucking hot dogs. I don't don't care if it's entertaining for people. I have something else to be entertained with at the game. You should be looking on the field. That's where the entertainment is. Okay. That's, yeah. That's yeah, but that, that's just not reality and, anymore. And and I don't. Well, I guess I guess it's not. Okay. So so just hold on for a minute. When I was in my twenties and I was looking for entertainment. I didn't go to football games. I went to the fucking bar, okay? And that's where I got my entertainment, okay? I did that for five or six years straight. Didn't go to a football game for probably six years, okay? Because yeah. I was try- I was. it was not quite and, – and back then, all I used to watch was NFL football. And okay. then once I came out of that, that cycle, I started watching CFL again and realized – what kind of a great game it was compared to the NFL. Yeah, no, I, I, still the, I still like the NFL. I still like the NFL, but I, there's give and takes with either one. But I'm a football purist. I don't care about all the other shit, okay? I mean, I've been to Grey Cups, and I've been to the entertainment, you know, before a Grey Cup week, and it was it was fine, but it, it it's not what brought me to that game. It, what brought me to the game was the Grey Cup itself. The best part of Grey Cup in Edmonton, Charles, was the football game, in my opinion. And in 2019 in Calgary, it was the football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. Yeah, I, well, even for me, like, Excuse I know me. you said, like, what what more could you want in life? Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm sounding old for my age, but like for me there there's there's nothing I'd love more guys than than going into to whatever, Winnipeg on a Friday, Saturday night in midsummer, frickin' gorgeous weather, sitting down, maybe having a beer or two, maybe not having a beer, and, and just watching football and sitting there in nice weather, you're 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 outdoors, it's just it's a good time. Um the only other thing I could add, and this is the part that I, I don't have an opinion on and I don't know how the hell we change it. So for me, my brother played football. I didn't. I played higher levels of hockey, and I played baseball. Um, we need to – because even me, like, it, it took me – I'm not going to lie. It took me five, six years to to properly learn the rules and what's going on on every play. I feel like we could engage more people if there was a way to educate them on the game, the rules, and what's happening without without having to figure it out yourself kind of thing, like – my girlfriend, she's she's always played high levels of sports. She's only watched the CFL now for two years. She absolutely loves it. She knew certain rules that uh, I didn't even know because we were at the labor game 
the, 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 the Labor Day game, for example, uh, I forget what the call was, and something weird happened. Anyway, she she looks up the CFL rule book. She read through that whole thing. She she knows all the rules now. Um, not everyone's obviously going to be like that, but I don't know what you guys think. Even if if TSN could do a piece or something, I don't know how many people would watch it. But like just education on the rules of football, because Canadians primarily know hockey more than anything, which American football is kind of second nature. You, you know what I mean? I'm not arguing with you, but I just want to point out, I have been a CFL fan since 1971, and I'm still learning the rules. And there's nothing wrong with I I probably know more about the rules than most people, but there's still shit I haven't learned, and I'm still excited about it, right? I mean, there's things in our game that are weird. Um, One of the things that I want to say about this is that you know, we're always trying to entertain these younger people. That we're trying to make the game into an event. We're trying to do mm-hmm. – there's nothing worse than going to, watch, to the theater to watch a movie and the people behind you talking and laughing and doing stupid shit. You're there to watch a fucking movie. I think the same thing on a football game. If you're going to sit there and you're going to talk and on your phone, you're going to be doing this, you're chatting about your girlfriend or – Whatever. I don't care. Shut up. We're watching football. It's not, you know, if you don't want to watch football, don't come to the game. If you're looking for an entertainment, go to the zoo. Like, seriously. And, and I don't think that we need to turn our football games into a carnival to attract a different genre of fans. Because that's not a fan. The root yeah, word of the word fan comes from survive. fanatic. Yeah, I agree, but I don't agree. Like, no, I know you, you have to. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I, I, I jumped all over you, but. Um, yeah, I think Charles was going to say something like this. You still, I, it, it would be nice in a perfect world. But I don't think there's enough of those people out there. You still need to find a way to fill the seat somehow. Like, don't get me wrong. I wish it was all just pure football fans. But uh, MLB, obviously, like baseball, they make a lot of money with TV deals. Those games, for the most part, are an absolute circus. There's so many people there who probably watch five, ten minutes of the whole baseball game. Now, I know baseball, it's only exciting at certain times, this and that, whatever. But there's not very many of those old traditional baseball fans left who are sitting, staring at the mound, the outfield, the batter's box, the whole game. A lot of the time, there's young, attractive girls there dicking around on their phone the whole game or whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, that's – go ahead, Charles. And, yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say. I mean, you're going to have to – sure, you're talking about the – you're talking about it from the point of view of a hardcore football fan. And the CFL obviously needs those. The CFL also needs to bring in casual fans, guys that aren't diehard football, diehard football fans. Because that's how you sell more tickets. And uh, you look at every other sporting uh, league or every other sporting event in the world, they all turn their games into an event. It's all about drawing people, drawing buzz. And that's how you got to do it. And it, I know what you're saying, and I get your point, with this because, again, you're a football purist and stuff like that. You want to be there solely to watch the game. And that's a diehard time. The problem is 
of the league, especially the CFL, cannot survive just on the diehard fans because there's not enough of them because a generation was lost uh, in between here and there. So you've got to bring in the auxiliary stuff, the surrounding stuff to bring, but whichever. But you've got to have the other stuff to help bring the casual fans, make an event, make it a place that people want to go. Because if you look at cities like Vancouver, you look at Toronto, you look at Montreal, there's tons of other entertainment options out there. And if you don't make your games an event or something that people are going to go there, they're not going to go. They're going to go somewhere else. And at that point, those teams can't sustain themselves because they won't sell enough tickets. Right. And, and I don't disagree with you. Okay? I'm not arguing at all with you. But there's a fine line in here where what is keeping the, the league afloat right now? It's a gate-driven league, and it is the hardcore football fans that are keeping this game alive. You turn it into a fucking circus, right. and you're going to lose your hardcore fans. Okay, well, I, and then the league is not I, I sustainable. I, I think that yeah, the people, the majority of the hardcore fans are going to go regardless. That stuff is not going to phase them, at least the majority of them. Maybe the few, it's not going to phase them. I don't think so. I, I, I disagree with that. I, I think you turn a football game into a media circus or into a circus at all, you're going to end up with people watching football on their TV. Well, you've already got that right now, so. And, and you know I, I what? I understand that, but you're going to. And, and you know what? Will might agree here. I don't know exactly what it's like in Calgary. This is another thing none of us really think or talk about. And you guys would have lived it, and I haven't. Um, the fucking cost of living in Canada nowadays is so darn high. There's a lot of fringe, like those fringe fans or people that would go to whatever, two to four games a year. A lot of them are sitting at home now, and they say the husband says to the wife, "Hey, are, are we gonna, are we gonna spend a uh, hundred bucks to go out to this football game, or are we, are we gonna put that on our mortgage or our car?" So it's, it's, uh, yeah, like economics, I think plays into it a little bit too. Is, is the NFL having that problem? No, but the economy's better down there. Is the NHL having that problem in Canada? Uh, in some cities, actually, yeah. Because I, I know that the, you can't go, you can go to the football game for a hundred bucks, but you can't go to a, a hockey game for a hundred bucks. No, no, I'm not. Uh, CFL tickets are an absolute bargain in my eyes. They're they're a very fair price. I'm just saying, in general, with all events, I feel like all events have been scaled down from from viewership and, and, uh, and attendance-wise, for, for the most part. Like, I don't know. I'd not, like not to arguing. Hear, just, I'd like to hear I'm not being the purist here. I'm, I'm not being the purist, okay? I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm just throwing out a perspective. Uh, like, like, Will, you know what? Being the ca- and I tend to wonder, okay, so listen. Uh, okay, as far as you're thinking about teaching people the game, Rudy, I I totally agree with you that, okay, there's certain things, if you've never played football, you don't know what's going on. A lot of people, I'm sure, just look at the defensive and offensive line and think they just run into each other, okay? And we all know that there's a lot more to it than that, okay? But most people, that's what they think, okay? 
And all they're looking for is the pass where you score a touchdown or a running back who runs around people and scores a touchdown. They, they can't really grasp the whole concept of a defensive game and stuff like that, which I don't think they ever will be. But I also tend to wonder, you know, we're trying to make it an event for young people. But like I told you, when I was a young person, I didn't go to football games. I wanted to do other things. But eventually, when I turned around 30, I went back to where my roots started, okay? And now I haven't missed, I've missed a handful of football games in 30 years, okay? So I wonder if some people eventually revert back to that after they get their other entertainment because a football game is what a football game is. And when I was young, the bar was what the bar was, okay? And they all had their points, okay? And I did all of those things. So I, I, I think we'll always have a bunch of diehard fans, to be honest with you. And they're usually, quite truthfully, they're usually people who played football and know what's going on, and they can see the difference and what's good and what's bad as opposed to, you know, the NFL marketing, and they tell you at least 57,000 times a minute on TV that the NFL is good, and people start to believe that. Yep. So, I don't know, man. (laughs) And I I still think the, the CFL is still the cheapest bang for its buck by far and away, okay? It's so dirt. I mean, I have I have four season tickets and they cost me eighteen eighteen hundred dollars for the year. I mean oh, where can you get a better price than that? It's fantastic. Like I'm you, I'm you twenty four. I don't I don't have money coming out of my yin yang by any means and I, I prefer to go to bombers games and whatnot over Jets games now. You're you're getting more for your money and it's a it's a it's a fair price. <laughs> you're starting to sound like me a little bit, but my whole bar thing was age 17 to 21, and ever since I was 22, I, I mean, I always watch games on TV, but now I'm starting to go to the bar way less, and I'm starting to, you know, the past two, three years, you see, uh, a lot and, more games. And you look, at a guy like, you look at a guy like me from the perspective of professional hockey, okay? When I was 18 and 19 years old, the first two years the Jets were in the NHL, I had season tickets for both of those seasons, and... I had fantastic seats, and I paid twelve hundred dollars a year for my seats. Okay. Yeah. Now I think they're twelve thousand dollars. Okay. That's, gonna, that's never going to happen again, unfortunately. But. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend twelve thousand dollars on an NHL hockey game because I don't think it's that good, to be honest with you. And I. I. But I mean, even back then, you take something, and I'm once again, I'm comparing the CFL to the NHL. Once again. I think back when I had season tickets, they played 34 home games. You realize you have to plan your entire life around that hockey team, okay? Yep. And as an 18, 19-year-old kid, I was interested in doing other things. And so I stopped after two years. That's why I think the CFL is perfect. It's only nine games a year, okay? And... Half of those games, you get to sit outside in the sun and and just kick back, and it's it's fantastic. For me, entertainment. And half those games, you freeze your ass off. There's nothing like it. You freeze to death. Right. No, there's there's nothing like it. So, so Charles, what would you consider yourself? Because 
you're not a big drinker, right? So you don't go to a football no, never game to drink beer because no. you can do that at home if you want to. So you go for the football, do you not? Yes, I do. But okay, so then that's the point. So the other stuff actually doesn't bother me. I I don't mind the other stuff that they do around it. I mean, well, no, sure, I, some of it's a little and, bit weird and hokey, but go you on. know what? I I, okay. I you know what? It doesn't bother me. Once again, no. Nope. Because um, I'm such a focused guy, I don't even notice it most of the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this season, this season, I used I noticed more stuff at halftime because I quit smoking and I don't go at halftime anymore to smoke cigarettes. Okay, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. So I noticed the entertainment at the halftime, and it was okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. So mm-hmm. do you remember back way back when, back in the 70s, 80s? There was a CFL football game that was like a little square box, and you put a bunch of men on it, and then you flip the switch, yep. and it vibrated, and all the guys went different directions, yep. and they yep. went all sorts of different things. You remember that? Yes. If you yes, don't I know do. the rules of football, that literally is what you're watching. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. There's a lot of people that don't understand the rules of hockey, and it confuses the shit out of it. They, in the fact when the Americans first started taking on to hockey, do you remember they used to put that blue streak behind the puck so that they could follow where the puck went? I think they still do on some networks down there. And some Americans still think a goal is a touchdown. (laughs) So, you know what, Christopher, the interesting, the interesting thing though is hockey. You can pick up real simple. It's pretty simple. If you look at it. Okay. It is. Okay. It football is. is way more complicated than most sports. Yep. It is, uh, football is a four-dimensional chess game, okay? It is uh-huh. so complex, it just, it, you just cannot understand it. It is the most cerebral game out there playing by – never mind. I'm not going to insult football players. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't it say it. Don't say it. <laughs> It, 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 it is the most cerebral game out there. I mean, there's so much complexity on every single play. And if you don't understand the rules, you just do not get the significance of what just happened or what is about to Correct. happen or why you can sit there and say, I know exactly what's going to happen. And, 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 and 80% of the time, you're right. 20% of the time, go, oh, my fucking God, I never even thought of that. Right. And, and Jeff Reinbold's a great, great, great person to, to turn your your head upside down because you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. Um, so, I, I, Rudy's right. At the very start of this, it was we need to educate people on the rules or on the game. Not necessarily the rules, but just how does it happen? How does a football game transpire? And I, I played football in high school, and I was exceptionally good at it. I didn't go into college in that. I went off and played professional lacrosse. But that basis that I had, that I learned on those X's and O's on the chalkboard in high school, gave me the basis for me knowing, having the knowledge of what I have now. If you never got those basics, the game would be so confusing. Yeah, and, I would, I and, actually, and actually boring to watch because you don't know what's going on. True, true. What's going on? 
And I and I'm I'm shocked that people say, "Oh, this is really boring." And I'm like, "What are you guys watching? What are you talking you about? See what's going on yeah. down there?" See, and like for me, I, I wish I would have been able to play, but I was really busy with hockey and stuff. So uh, you're 100 percent right, CJ. Like when you and Will would have used to play, like you'll you'll learn different things. Um, like for me, I can watch an NHL game. I know all the basic rules, of course, but I can I can be like, okay, the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing a a one three t- uh, two tonight, or like I I know all the systems, I know all the extra in depth stuff, and that's the stuff with football that even like I'm still learning, like about slants, routes, what each like what what's going on type thing. Like I I think the game's fabulous, but the more in the more in depth stuff is what really interests me. Like for example, last season I'd be like, Kate. Okay, uh, this this snap, I'm gonna watch Stanley Bryant Jr. the whole snap. Uh, this snap, I'm gonna watch and see what route Kenny Lawler runs. Stuff like that. You guys are 100 percent right. But but you gotta yeah, learn, most it, right? Know. And it, those those people don't know any of that stuff. So no. So and and I mean, thing. we have some hardcore fans in our our Let's Talk group, and God bless them for being such fanatical football fans. And people like Phyllis Jesperson, okay, mm-hmm. and who is a, a diehard CFL fan for decades. She's longer than I have been. She doesn't understand the game. She's constantly asking what happened, why, what, what happened with that, what, why, what, what rule was that, and and I, I it blows me away that she is such a, a hardcore fan and, and not having the concept of that. And I, it, it, it blows me away. I really don't understand that. And I, I appreciate her immensely and you know what? for there's her participation in our fans. group and everything else. Yeah, there's yeah, different kinds there of is. fans. There's different kinds of fans, let's face it. And Saskatchewan's actually yeah. a pretty good prime example of that. Like, I've been to Saskatchewan Rough Rider watch parties. Not lots, just if I'm out visiting family around Moose Jaw. And I have a couple aunts that they're, they're rider fans, and they watch every game. They know the basics of the rules, but they don't know in-depth rules or anything like that. And anyway, no. there's this other lady. She's she's a little bit crazy, but across the street, she'd always be at. She'd always, she'd have the parties, and she loved it. But uh, it was back when Durant was playing, and she'd just freak out every touchdown uh, when they were on defense. All she yelling at the screen, sack him, sack him, sack. And I mean, my uncle is quite frankly pretty annoyed with her because he he knows football quite well, but. Um, it, ah, just the passion's different in all parts of Canada, and if, yeah, if if teams can grow that sort of path, like, and to me, that's that's what, that's not a hardcore fan, but it's still it's a fan of our game, and you have to respect them for following the league, right? Well, although they're still a hardcore fan, I, I will not say that she's not a hardcore fan, or that those people out there are not hardcore fans. They're just not students of the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, the, uh, and I consider the, myself a student of the, of the game. You want to see a teacher of the game? It's called his name is Richard Olson. Oh, he knows I, that I game. He knew football not, inside and out. I, yeah. I do not know anybody that knows more about that game than Richard. It, it, it's bizarre to watch him, and and I learned so much about the game of football to be sitting beside him at the at the game watching the watching it, sitting up in Club Orange. We we used to watch the games together, and he would go, "Wow, watch this!" Do 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 do, and I went, 
holy shit, I would never have noticed that before. And I've been a fan for 40 years already. Yeah, no, I agree. And there and there's nothing better than that. Like, for like, I, I'd love to go to Calgary and watch a game with Will. And and oh, not a hundred percent sure. What no, happened. no, you no no no, you wouldn't. Okay, no, but anyway, you, you know what? Like having an older fan to who's educated on the game, who's that passionate about it. There's there's nothing better than having a guy like that, whether it's hockey, uh, football, whatever, where you can say, hey, what what exactly happened there? And, yeah, okay, this happened there, and they can calmly explain it like the, they've talk said a hundred times. Yeah. Okay, but hold Will on. Not you know, you know what the, he, he's watching. Know why, Don't mess with him. You know, you know why? You know why I've stuck it out on this podcast and and the the groups on Facebook all for like five years now. The reason is I have always been looking in my lifetime for people to talk to about football intelligently. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's on I'm not gonna say it's on the Facebook pages because sometimes it's not and I really don't participate that much anymore. But just being on this podcast is the biggest thing for me because I'm talking to people who know about football. And, and there's so few of them okay? out there. There is. And it makes you know what I have a buddy I have a buddy at work who is a Calgary Flame NHL nutbag of the monstrous proportions. I don't talk hockey with him because I'm gonna say something stupid because I don't know that much about hockey and he knows everything. And any time I want information I just go to him because he's like in an encyclopedia. Yeah. And he's the same with and he comes to me for football. Okay? So yeah, yeah, and that's kind of similar. Uh-huh. And the Flames are having I, I an absolutely grew, hell of a season. Anyway, go ahead, CJ, sorry. I, I grew up with hockey, okay? I mean, when I was four or five years old, my uncle said, your your cousin's going to be playing football or playing hockey in the NHL. And, and I, you know, I was glued to the TV. I watched every single Boston Bruins game after that, right? And it just went on and on and on. And, and I was an absolute hockey freak. I couldn't ice skate. I never learned to ice skate. I still can't ice skate. And um, oh my God, but I love hockey. I, That's I knew everything about either. hockey. I knew, it, guess, I knew every rule in hockey. Everything else. I, I I never played the game. It just it didn't guess stick what? with that's, me. That's, now I don't. That's three of us. I can't skate either. Right now, I, I <laughs> you you want to the best way to put me to sleep? Put on a hockey game. Within five minutes, I am snoring because it's so boring to me now. Ian, and I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't say this to all my friends, but that's that's the way I've changed. Like, yeah, I've talked to my girlfriend about it too. Like, I rather watch football. I rather watch CFL over anything now. And I'm not just saying that because we're on we're on a CFL podcast here. Like, I grew up with hockey. I played AAA hockey. I played high levels of hockey. Um, I still rap hockey. And I, I I ref high levels of hockey, but I I hardly watch NHL games anymore. I used to watch, I, I I don't know. I'd like to say three to five games a week. I probably watch two to four NHL games a season now. I'll watch the Stanley Cup final. That's about it. I'm I'm more interested in what's going on in the CFL because as I've got a little bit older, I just I find it's a more interesting game. Even baseball, I used to follow it like crazy. To me, the season's too long now. Um, 
162 games is a lot of games. Uh, football, I don't know. It, to me, it's not hard to be a CFL fan. There's 18 games. Um, there's frickin' nine teams. You watch the league for two, three years, you can pretty much, if you're really into it, learn all the decent or star players' names. That's just, yeah, that's my take on it. See, and, and, and honestly, as a football fan, I really couldn't give a shit who's playing. No, yeah. I, I, I don't learn the players' games because it's, they're not relevant to me. Because they're going to be gone in two years or three years or four years. The it's a revolving door up players. I couldn't give a shit who's playing. I, I watched the game. I would rather watch the, the, the managers and the coaches than, than watching the players, but, you know, follow their careers off the field. And, you know, it, it's a different I'm, – I'm a weird person. Anyhow, uh, we've got to be coming close to the end of the game uh, – end of the podcast. We've got eight uh, minutes, minutes left. Okay, we we got a a couple of things in here we can discuss. But, yeah, I got um, the agenda that got us talking. I'm glad. But yeah, that was a great conversation. That was. I mean, where did we even stop? It had to have been with started with. Uh, <laughs> it started with Doman, and then we got all through all that, that somehow. I mean, we're here talking about football, and that's what the podcast is about. It does, it's not about following the agenda, although I love the agenda because sometimes that, we need that to jumpstart these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the next but, one will be. Uh, next. I mean, this. What? Kicker Sergio Casquillo signs a two year deal with Edmonton? Who cares? Congratulations. I He's know not Will. He's a kicker. The, the Bombers kicker. have the worst kickers in the, the West. Maybe they, Chris, or maybe they'll hire young Amaga Nagasaki from BC from Leicester. They're welcome to him. He can have them, right? No, thank you. Uh, That's the reason you guys didn't the playoffs. And the Manitoba Liberal Party has been told to stop selling merchandise with a W logo on it because it appears similar to the Canadian Football League's Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And the funniest well, part is their candidate is Willard Reeves. And then get this, get this. Former the, running back. The conservative candidate yeah, is Bobby Kahn. So you got two ex-bombers going head-to-head. Oh, oh well. The battle yeah. of the former bombers. Oh. I'm, I'm team Kahn, but anyway, not to get into politics. Yeah, the bombers don't want to want the liberals flaunting their logo. I, oh, I, I don't blame them, but <laughs> is it their logo or is it just a W? That's is what I was laughing about. Bomber, is it because like, it's Winnipeg or is it because of? Well, <laughs> Will agrees. I mean, how how do you how do you how do you freaking trademark a letter? Like, who cares? Like, it's not some. It's not like their it's their logo with the football going through it or anything. Like, it's a it's a freaking letter. A letter a w. w. I don't know if the bombers it's, can. And trademark the letter W. Well, they they did, Charles. Winnipeg you, has the most boring logo there is. Mm-hmm. No, they they trademark. Use a plane or something. But I, I don't know. You uh, you're you're not going to go to jail or get fined for for using the letter W because that'd just be crazy. But. It's- it's it's ridiculous. Okay, so we're going to scratch the Winnipeg or the Manitoba Liberal Party here. Although I, I don't blame them for not – shit, I wouldn't let them use it either. But the, the point is, is that how do you stop them? And it's the most boring logo in the league. 
period, bar none, probably in sports. It's uh, rates right up there with the, the fucking Cleveland Browns helmet. Yeah, I um, agree, and I kind of like it like that. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyhow, Stamps beat reporter Danny Austin sees no solution to the Argos' struggles in Toronto. Is he right, or can the situation be turned around? Well, Danny Austin should pay attention to what's happening in the Stampeders organization and what's going on there and leave the fucking Argos alone. Because it's none of his business, and he has no concept of what the market is in Toronto. And the simple fact that he says something so stupid, it means that he's just so ignorant on the subject. I mean, we have gone over and over problems of, of Argos. We all know what the problem is over there. Just you can't explain it to somebody who doesn't understand it. You can't because they cannot fathom the problem until they've lived in Vancouver, or Toronto. You, you have no concept. You can't grasp it. I have anyhow, Charles. Yes, I, I got to go go real fast, Charles. Um, what's her name? Um, what's her name? I can't say that. Arlene. Um, I, yes. I heard Randy Ambrosi is doing his road show again. So for, right away, I sent a, a message off to Arlene saying that uh, are you going to redo the, the the group again? And if you are, I, I'm interested, and I'm sure Charles is as well. So I'm just waiting to hear back yep. from her on that. Just thought I would give you a heads up. Uh, go ahead, Rudy. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, and obviously this doesn't speak for all of Toronto, but I had two Toronto clients last summer. I was watching the CFL game up at the lodge. I said, oh, what do you, you got CFL on? I said, yeah. I said, uh, do you guys follow it? Right, right from Toronto. By the way, they only live about 20 minutes from the stadium, CJ. And they said, oh, mm-hmm. CFL? No, we don't, we don't watch that Bush League. We, we watch NFL. So, yeah. and, and these guys and weren't very old either. They're probably, they're, well, one was, one was 17, one was in his mid-30s, one was in his later 30s. Mm-hmm. You can't fix stupid. Don't try. Yeah, well. That's that they mentality were, there in Toronto. That, that, they were pretty big uh, Pierre Jr. fans too, but that's all I got to say on that. Well, then there's, there, there, like oh. I said, you can't fix stupid. Let's not go there. <laughs> you, 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 simply, you simply cannot fix stupid. They looked at my buddy and they said, conservative? Why would you vote conservative? Okay. <laughs> Let's just say their experience with him was, was rather quiet. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This is the Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 478. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to, we got to talk football and it was hardcore and we went to the root of the problem. No, we didn't. We talked football because that's what we do. Um, Anyhow, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys tonight. We'll see you in another week. Hopefully we can get some other great discussion going or just uh, regurgitate this one. Uh, I'm going to say good night and Charles, you're up. Let them know. Good. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week for more interesting discussions. Rudy. Good night, fellas. Had a great time talking to you guys. Uh, was a good show other than Mr. McDonald threatening my life. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. It's McDonald. you got to get that right. Otherwise, you'll get really mad. William, say good night. And I, sorry, I just didn't threaten your life. I said I I promised I wouldn't piss on your grave. Okay, that means I'm going <laughs> to live longer than you.
anyways, um, it was actually quite a good show tonight, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, go, Al, go. Hey, guys, have a good one. Take care. We're out of here.